back to Thrivecast. You have survived through two episodes and you're back for episode Congratulations. Three. You know, we should or, design. Or you're new. I don't know. We should design like a little plaque that they can print out and stick on their wall. Like I survived. Can you print out a plaque? Well, it's a paper plaque. A paper plaque. Because <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. You can print out a paper Anyways, plaque. Anyways, this is Jesselyn Schenken. paper plaque. This is Jocelyn Schenken. Yes, I'm Ben Schenken. He's Ben Schenken. And we're here talking about thriving. And but um, more importantly, we're hearing the noises of wonderful ranch animals. They're not farm animals. Farm Apparently, animals. that's a Get thing. It, I right? don't really understand, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, it's great. We're out here in Crook, Colorado, and we're recording. And we've got some guests. You want to talk about our guests a little bit? Yeah. So we are here today with Holly, Heidi, and Hazel. Heather couldn't be with us today. These are my cousins who live in Colorado. And apparently that family hates the letter H. I guess. I don't know why they just all named them H. It. It's, they boycotted it. H. H. They oh. wore out the letter H. I don't think anyone can use the letter H anymore <laughs> after they're all named H's. Oh, they're fine. So, um, yeah, we're we're actually on our way out to California from Illinois right now. And mm-hmm. we're stopping here and visiting and hanging out. And it's been really, really fun. Uh, we kind of wanted to bring you along with the with us as we travel yeah. and kind of get some different perspectives on thriving and what that looks like for people that aren't web designers on the outskirts of Chicago <laughs> yeah, land. Exactly. Cause I'm sure you can all relate to that. You're all web And if you don't know what lambing is, you might find out what that is. I mean, only if you're keep, if listening. You keep listening, then, then you can print out your paper plaque. <laughs> you can print out your paper plaque. <laughs> No, or I'll make an origami plaque <laughs> for origami them. Plaque. It'll be beautiful. It's horrible. Horrible. It'll crumpled. Yes. And it will have terrible spatial we'll dimensions. drive it to you dimensions in and... the Fiat 500, mm-hmm. but you'll never get it because I'll get lost on the way that there. That is true. <laughs> Welcome to Jessalyn's award system. Yeah. It's wonderful. You guys rock. Anyways. You just never know it because well, I'll never get to you. Um, we got three guests here and we're going to be interviewing them. They're going to talk about their life a little bit. And they're going to talk about um, what thriving means to them. And it's just really cool to hear their perspective versus ours. And so um, they live out in the middle of nowhere here. They're on 640 acres. And yeah, they've got all kinds of really fun stuff. They're really fun. We love coming here. It's such a blast. Last time we were here, we got to milk cows and bottle feed lambs. Yes. And And bareback ride oxen. Did you know that was a thing? You probably don't even know. You probably don't even know what an oxen is. (laughs) Because you're a city person, most likely, listening on your iPhone. (laughs) And we love you, but you need to know what an oxen is, okay? So you're about to get an education. It's going to be really good. Uh, is, is oxen just plural? Uh, ox. Yeah. Ox. Yeah, they're nodding. Well, so we actually didn't bareback ride oxen because you can only do one at a time. You'd have they're to like. really big. You'd have, have to like have to surf like, oxen. You'd have to just tie them and like. You could do that. Stand <laughs> <on them. laughs> so. Called Roman riding. Roman kinda, riding. Wow. Kind of facing our that direction right now. Fun. That's good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to the interviews. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Okay. So first up, we have Holly. Holly, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do out here in the ranch. All right. Well, my name is Holly Brompton, and I live here on this ranch in Colorado. I am a third generation rancher, I guess, and we. It's awesome. Have Thank you. We have this place that has been in our family now for about a dozen years, but we've always been in agriculture. And my family raises beef cattle for a living and also sheep. And we raise some of our own crops to feed these animals. And But mostly we think 
that working together as a family and the opportunities for sharing these animals and our place is um, kind of the reason that God has us here. Mm, that's so. so awesome. So like, what does a day in the life look like for you guys? And I know it's different because you have certain tasks you do on different days and that kind of thing, but just for everyone listening, kind of <laughs> okay. what does that look like or sound so like? So our, like? our life is very seasonal. So I'll focus on right now because this is the season we're in. We're in to lambing season and that means that all most all of our sheep are either getting ready to give birth or they just have. And so this is a very critical season because it's important for their health, whether or not they need help. And so we're actually out there checking on them, taking care of them every two or three hours or wow. more if they need it. Wow. So we're pretty close to home at this time. <laughs> you can't really or go too far. And you can only go like an hour and a half away. Otherwise, you got to drive back like right when you get there or whatever. So. <laughs> right. And for ranchers, that's always the case. We're here. Someone in the family is here every night. Wow. So we have chores. So what do you do? So like you get up at what time, give or take? I know you guys get up at different times, but. We get it, right now we're getting up at different times to cover the hours around the clock. But I am usually up. Oh, I would say an hour before daylight. Okay. And, and what do you do during that time? Well, I like to start with some time in the Word of God. And uh, some breakfast is good because we're going to have a long, busy day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then chores are very critical fairly early in the morning because I have animals that need cared for, cows that need milk, sheep that need let out of barns and fed. And how many gallons do you get a day about? I know I've asked you that before, but yeah. else, I thought it was interesting. It, it depends on how many cows we're milking. Right now, I'd say we're getting about four gallons a day. And yeah, and your fridge only holds 12. I mean, gosh, it's oh, so small. <laughs> so, so we have to rotate. And it, it was funny, folks. When we came in, they're like, here, here's the thing of butter. Shake this. And we're like, this doesn't look like butter. <laughs> <laughs> like well it will be just shake it so, so i it was the cream but they're like we're making butter this is awesome just shake and i'm, I'm like okay so i started shaking it i shake it like only a couple of times i made the best butter i i tried it it was awesome thank god for me if i wasn't there i don't know what would have happened so usually we use electric equipment these days we have a churn that will make butter with okay. electricity but we have a couple of kids here for sheep camp and we're letting them experience some of the rural aspects of life some old-fashioned things that's so like the cool fact that if you shake butter long enough cream. and cream, shave cream long, long enough, enough it, it will turn into butter, turns into butter. okay and yesterday yes it took a little too long because we didn't have our temperature <laughs> the just in time to save the day i did i did oh my gosh if if this web designer videographer didn't show up and show these these country folk how to do it, I don't know what would happen though. We'd still be shaking cream. <laughs> still be shaking cream. I know it's gonna turn into butter someday. <laughs> so um, tell me else. What else? What other kind of chores? You say chores, and I think like, oh, I have to sweep my floor. I have to spray some Lysol on you know my counters. That's chores when I where I live, you know, but. Well, I mean, we have chickens. It's a little bit different, but nothing like what you guys. What what does chores consist of? Okay, guys? so chores is the care that our animals need once or twice a day. So I have 30-some bovine, which are cows, calves, steers, oxen, that need hay and water, and some of them need corn. Some of the calves need milk from cows, and so the cows need to be milked out. And then we have probably 40-some sheep that need 
in and out of their pens because we put them in their pens at mm-hmm. night to be safe. Let them out in the morning. They have to have water daily. They have to have feed daily. And so, so you get corn. Tell us about the process of that. Okay. I hope this is it's fascinating to me. Okay. I hope other people okay. find it fascinating. You guys, it's kind of like what we do this every day. What's the problem? I'm like, no, this is cool. This is cool stuff. So a lot of people in our area raise corn, but you kind of have to be a farmer to raise corn. And as we talked about earlier, <laughs> they're we're not, not farmers. farmers. They so. will smite you if you call them a farmer. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with farmers. We're just not farmers. We're not, we like working with animals. We're not good at growing things from the ground. Yeah, it's good. So we have local co-ops where the corn is stored and we can go there and buy it by the bushel but we get it by the ton so we usually get four or five ton and two thousand pounds is a ton right so that's a <laughs> so lot we of have corn this big bin eight thousand pounds yard. of corn mm. and we have this big auger machine that pulls the corn up into the top of the bin and then we store it there for several months and we just take it out as we need it and how many buildings and structures do you have on this place do you even know (laughs) we're in the main house right now and then we've got the missionary house we have a couple of barns our barns are kind of small so we have a couple of sheds that we also use and we have an open shed that the sheep live in we have a couple of different grain and feed storage buildings and we have a log cabin so awesome it was built out of telephone poles. But it looks 100 But it old. looks really old because it's, it's aged wood, you know. There are telephone poles that have been out for a while, right? And right. that kind of thing. And it's got, oh, it's so amazing. We got to check it out earlier today. So that was really fun. And we got to, they did wood burning in there. And they have like 18 ice cream churns, I think. We, we have a lot of antique stuff in there. <laughs> it's really cool. People. And they're, they're going to make brooms in there. They have this machine from, I, I think the patent was 1800s, mm-hmm. something like that. So they're going to make brooms. And they're growing... Is it someone else? Heidi's growing broom corn. broom corn, which will be used for the whisks or, or whatever, or right? Yeah. Straws. The straw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. Well, great. Well, that, that gives you guys a taste of what uh, they do out here, and there's a lot more we can go into. But I just wanted to hear from you guys, each of you. We've got Hazel, Holly, and Heidi right here. We'll start with um, Holly. What does thriving look like to you? Like, And you can answer this in any way you want, but... Um, you know, we're kind of looking for you to just share a little bit of wisdom from your lifestyle. You know, if you have anything that that, that comes from you, you know, like what, what you experience. Okay, well, I think thriving to me has to do with, um, I think goodness would be a good way to describe it. So when I look at an animal that's thriving, I want to see that they're doing good, mm-hmm. that they're healthy, that they're strong, that they have good genetics. And um, the Bible says that you sow what you reap, or you reap what you sow. And to me, that's like, well, we talk about not being farmers, but I don't know. Somehow that's still a very important verse to me. How many animals do you sow, though? That's the question I have for you. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't sow. yet you do. You don't, yet Because you do. the genetics in your animals yeah. have to keep going upwards mm-hmm. toward, toward the good. And, um, and it, so it is similar. So you have animals just... Um, speaking from a city person here so you have animals and then they mate and then you take care of the babies and then you either sell them or you keep them right. and you want the babies to be doing better than the parents did right. is you that what you're telling me genetically improved yeah yeah. And, yeah so and so it is what you put into it the genetics that you put into it is the most you can expect to get out mm-hmm. and so if you're um poor quality animals they're going to continue to be 
poorer quality. Yeah, exactly. So how do you how do you achieve that? I mean, let's just take it from the animal perspective, not just your personal life necessarily, but you're talking about like animals growing genetically and thriving genetically. What do you do to help that? How do you help them thrive is what I'm trying to ask. So nutrition is very important and that's that's a day-to-day process and we monitor what they're taking in at this time of year nothing grows in colorado it's mm-hmm. cold the ground is frozen very hard we have frost down two feet deep and the ground is bare it's brown mm. so we're feeding our animals this is hay that we put up last summer except we ran out this year <laughs> so, so preparation is a huge part of thriving right for you or at least in this context particularly right Always. Always. Yeah. So, and that's, that's why good. I appreciate even in our spiritual life, God is faithful to prepare us so that we can grow and thrive. Yeah, that's good. And that's what we do with our animals nutritionally. And then also for the breeding program, we have an artificial insemination program with our cows. And Heidi went to school to learn how to do that. That's but awesome. I do a lot of the study and research as far as which animals we are going to mate and yeah. the timing of when we're going to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's about timing. It's about preparation. It's about having an understanding of what it looks like to have, if we're just talking about genes or mating, particularly understanding what that looks like and, and knowing how to have your influence on the situation to make sure that it ends up better than it started kind of thing. Right. Is that what I'm hearing from it you? Is. Yeah. And also I think it's such a partnership with God because mm. he talks about it with the seed that we plant the seed but God gives the increase. Yeah, that's and it's, good. it's the same way with our animals. We choose what what looks like would be a good mate, um, but we're not all seeing, all knowing. Like yeah, you God. don't know everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thanks for sharing. We're going to have one of your sisters share next. All right. All right. Next up, we've got Heidi. Um, Heidi, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, Holly, that just spoke, is my older sister. I'm second in the line of four girls. And I'm very privileged to still live at home with my dad and my three sisters. Our other sister lives close by who's married. And it's a wonderful life that the Lord has given us here. And I love being here with my family and doing what I think the Lord has called me to do. And I spend a fair bit of time helping out on the ranch, but I also spend a lot of time working with kids Mostly kids in the neighborhood um, awesome. with babysitting and some tutoring types of things, but they bring a lot of joy into my life. And then also occasionally we'll host groups of older kids to come out and just have a chance to experience life on a ranch for a while and to see so some what, of what kind of kids come out. I mean, are they like from right down the street or are they further away or depends um, or... Mostly the older kids come from further away. We like to have kids come out from the city once you haven't awesome. had a chance to experience. So what's the craziest life? thing a kid, you know, you've seen them do or been like, wow, wait, the poop goes there. Or, you know, like, what? <laughs> like, 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 if you can think of something, I'll give you a second to think or whatever. But uh, so think about that. But what, you know, what I'm curious because okay, well, I, I worked with inner city kids and we would take them to a camp of like, 85 acres but it was on the river in the middle of the suburbs so even those kids coming out and being like wow i'm in a canoe it was like that's mind-blowing too <laughs> awesome but it, it was you know yeah. and it was really cool <laughs> okay so probably one memorable time anyway we have in our corrals we usually the animals will 
do what they do, and we usually push it up into a pile, and it makes excellent compost, and then we spread it <laughs> on our fields for fertilizer. Do what they do. That was a really – he just threw doo-doo in there, guys. Did you hear that? He and, is smart. And – we had a couple of boys come out one time, and they thought this pile looked like a lot of fun. They were climbing up to the top of it and just <laughs> enjoying it. And after they had spent a week here, and their younger siblings came out, and they saw the pile and kind of wanted to do the same thing, and their brothers were like, if you knew what was in that, you wouldn't even go close to it. <laughs> so they're, they're not from an area where they just pile mounds of doo-doo around and right is that that's what i'm catching so no you can't yes. do that in the city yeah you can't so. well you can it's, but it might get a ticket or something so <laughs> so it's eye-opening for yeah them a lot no of that's ways. awesome i love that you guys do that we're here and there's two girls here who are doing a sheep camp i'm like sheep camp never heard of that. that's so cool and so while they're lambing or whatever they the girls are here helping out with that spreading straw and all types of stuff that i don't know but um so tell us a little bit about same question that um Holly had was what is thriving like to you and whatever your context it could be with kids or it could be with working with the kids coming in or it could be you know with your chores around here or whatever you want to share but you know really curious to hear what that looks like for you okay well I've been thinking about it a little this afternoon and I was trying to think usually with our animals we always check them especially the young ones and we're checking to make sure that they're thriving and what we usually say is oh that one looks thrifty mm. he's just thrifty growing and abounding with life Hmm. and everything's going good and so like holly mentioned nutrition is a really big part of that making sure they have exactly what they need but the environment also they need a clean dry bed and Mm -hmm. sunshine is always good a bit of warm colorado sunshine Mm -hmm. you can't beat that yeah for real (laughs) and we got to come out in the in july and it was just amazing here so yeah (laughs) Sky for miles, man. It's great. <laughs> and so if the if everything is coming together right like that, they just thrive. And I was thinking about it and how that's why the Lord Jesus came. He said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we are living in him, when we're taking in nutrition from his word, when we're in the environment that he wants us to be in, We'll be thrifty, we'll be thriving, and we'll be fulfilling our purpose. Tell me more about that idea of thrifty, because I haven't heard that in the context before. So where did that come from? Because I think of thrifty, I think of a thrift store, and I'm like, I don't think that's what you, <laughs> no, no, no. you mean. So like, oh, you send your animals to thrift store, that's awesome. Oh, this, this, this lamb right here, he got a beret really cheap in that bin over there, he's thrifty. <laughs> no, it's like, not, no, I don't think that's what you mean. It's so not tell the me what... idea of yeah being frugal or anything like that. It's just I think it's just a different different definition of that word. Yeah, derivish, derivant, whatever. Derivative of thriving, of right? Thriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that just one that's thrifty is just really thriving, and oh, we good. really like to see when. So we you already use there, that term. We like do. We didn't implant that in your mind because nope, we're talking about this. But okay, when we do, all. we like to go out and see that yeah. they're thrifty and growing. And if we had a whole pen of lambs that was just really thrifty, then in the evenings when we feed their mothers, they just go running and bucking mm. just for the pure joy of life because yeah, they awesome. just are thriving yeah. like they should be. So, yeah, man, you're making me think this is really good. So, like, what does that – paint me a picture of a lamb or an animal that's 
that's the, and you kind of mentioned it. They're bucking for joy, but what else? What are they? What signs do you notice that that's thrifty or that's not thrifty? Like, how do you? Okay, a thrifty one. Like, maybe you've never thought about it that much. It, it would look, it would look healthy. So like, its coat would be glossy. Its okay. eyes would be bright. It would be filled out. It wouldn't be thin. Yeah. It wouldn't look kind of sickly or dull mm, or anything like that. Its legs are strong and sturdy. Enough. It's it would be strong and sturdy, so it could run and buck. Yeah. And, no, that's good. And also, like with our animals, where we raise animals primarily for meat. We have breeds that are supposed to grow fast, and so we'd want to see that it was growing and gaining weight. So it's performing its body and its mind and whatever. It's performing the function it was designed for, right? Exactly. Is, is that what you're saying? Yes. So tell me about what that looks like in humanity, right? So you make a parallel between, okay, this animal is thrifty. If you had to kind of paint a picture and from your perspective of a human that was thrifty, you know, in this same concept, what, what would you... What aspects, and I'm, you kind of got into it a little bit, but I'm, I want to tease it out just a little bit more. Okay. The abundant life you're talking about. Uh-huh. What is it? Tell me what that kind of looks like in your mind. Okay. So like we said, yeah, the, the lamb, its purpose is to make meat. And so if it's thrifty and doing good, that means it's, it's growing. And so our purpose, I think, as Christians is to glorify God. So if, if we're fulfilling that purpose, we're going to have that joy and that thriftiness in our lives we're going to be, um, just when people are around us, they're going to sense that life and yeah, energy it's good. and so they're going to call you thrifty, and, you know, yes, in their own way, yes, but that's, that's the I same want. thing. I yeah. Want, I want to be somebody who's, they can look at me and see, Oh, she's doing good. She's thrifty. Yeah. That's and really good because I'm fulfilling the purpose. That yeah, the Lord she got has, that flannel shirt from that has... shop down the way. That girl was thrifty right there. I tell you what, that girl done been thrifty. You know what I'm saying? She probably paid two fifty for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, if that's the Lord's purpose for me, then maybe so. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I was just being uh-huh. funny, but no, that's really good. Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, who doesn't, who wouldn't want that? Like, I would like for people to look at me and say, like, well, he looks like he's doing really well. Or, like, Uh he looks like he's taken care of. Or he looks like he's bringing joy to the world. Or whatever, you know, whatever whatever that person's designed for. So I think it's really good. I think, um, and just being able to identify that, like, I love your idea of it. It has to relate to discernment. Like, you kind of threw it through the eyes of discernment. Like, we look at the lamb and we go, like, oh, this one over here, this is doing well. This one over here, this isn't. So I need to attend to this one a little bit more Mm -hmm. to get them in this category. And so... Um, if people are listening right now and they're like, man, I'm not thrifty, you know, in, in your terms, what, like, what would you recommend they do? You know? So for example, going to lamb, okay, this lamb's wool isn't really glossy and the eyes aren't bright and whatever. So you're going to, oh, we need to pull this one aside. Maybe we need to bottle feed them. I don't, you know, I don't really know what you do, but I'm just saying, so what, what would try to help me understand that if you, if you have any ideas. I think of the quote and I can't think of his name right now, but he said God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Mm. Um, Pastor Piper, what's his name? John Piper. John Piper. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's good. Um, and so I think part of it is just knowing that you're in God's will, that you're doing what he wants you to do and, and being satisfied in that. I mean, if you have delight in what you're doing, and you know that you're glorifying God with what you're doing. That's good. Then I think you're going to have that joy and that abundant life that yeah. he came to give you. Whereas if you're always looking over the fence, it's greener on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Or or if you're just 
what you're doing is just not really your niche somehow. You're not you're not living for the purpose that God created you for. No, that's really good. Then you're not going to have that. So your um, advice would be your advice would thriving. be yeah, no, that's really good. So your advice would be like get in your sweet spot. Like one, enjoy wherever you're at right now and just just enjoy it and serve God and do what you know whatever that looks like because it's not everybody's gonna be a whammy you know what I mean oh, but 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 that's okay right that's great they shouldn't they need everyone's got a function and but if you realize man I'm really not where I'm supposed to be or maybe you should ask yourself that question am I where I'm supposed to be am and if, I and if you're where n- I'm giving God the most glory go. that I could with my there life. you go and part of it is making sure you're where you where you should be part of it too is a choice you can choose to be as happy as you want right exactly (laughs) happiness is a choice i love it part of it very good you have to decide on your own too yeah that's good thanks for sharing with us we'll uh hear from your last sister in the room here and uh get some wisdom i'm sure thank you so next up we have hazel um hazel tell us a little bit about yourself what you like to do um what you don't like to do anything you want to share you know Give us a little bio here. Okay, I'm Hazel, and I am the youngest of the Brompton clan. I always say when parents have the perfect child, they stop having kids. Oh, so you would say that. That I'll would be advantageous for your position in the family. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I am the main cook in our family, at least currently, and I nice. enjoy that. I love agriculture, and I love sharing it with others. And What's your favorite dish, or what do you like to cook? <laughs> Beef. Beef. <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> No, is that beef from here? Yes, homegrown okay. beef. Yeah. And do you guys butcher and slaughter and all that, or do we you don't send do it, it somewhere? We okay. send it to the packing plant. Okay. But yeah, it's our own beef, so we know what went into it. Yeah, that's that's Good really nice. Grass-fed, grass-fed beef. organic beef. It's Tell the you best. what? That's that's <laughs> the thing. We love that. We buy that for a lot of dollars a pound I in suppose. the store. <laughs> you should live closer and right? get it cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to come here in our Fiat 500 and just pack it full Load of frozen beef and bring it back to <laughs> Illinois. That's what's going to happen deal. next time. Oh, man. We got all of our gear with us right now in our suitcases and stuff. But we might. you're not that far away, so we'll see what happens. So what, besides cooking beef, um, what else do you like to I do? I love writing books. I love writing That's books awesome. about agriculture for kids and... I like trick roping and drawing and trick roping. Yeah. Okay. So is that like where you hold it between two posts and your sister's coming by and then you pull it taut and they fall over? <laughs> oh, is that I trick like roping? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> That's what I think of. When I think of trick roping. I'm Taking like, oh. a rope and spinning it, and okay. jumping through it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us more about that because that's fascinating and. No one's talked about that yet. So, I mean, what does that look like? How do you train for that, or what do you do? Well, like... I guess I've just watched videos and okay. read books, and I don't know. Old time cowboys did a lot of that, and I just think it looks really neat. Are there competitions for that? <laughs> there or... are competitions. There aren't any local. I do okay. it like in our parades and stuff, or teach kids and awesome. do it just for fun. Did you ever rope yourself and fall over? Oh or... yes, I've okay. done that before. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. good. Yeah. That's good. Do you ever like? You see a sister coming by, you just wrangle them or I'm whatever. Not, I'm not good at actually roping objects, okay, but got it. And but, she is the little sister. And she's <laughs> yeah, the little I, sister. I, I do fear those Holly. big sisters, even if oh I am the perfect gosh. one. But well, but you've got the rope, so you just That's tie them right. up. And, but then they, well, they have loose. to get untied at some point. They get loose. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wrangle them sometime. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. yeah, the horns come out at that point, right? Yeah, that, okay, much yeah. The yeah. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> bitch. Whoa, the the dark side of the Brompton uh, Ranch oh, over here. Got the pitchforks <laughs> coming out. Justin, when are we leaving again? Never mind. Um, 
Anyway, so what else do you like to do? You trick rope and art? Well, probably one of my biggest passions in the summer is irrigating. That's a passion. Irrigating our fields. Yes, that is a passion. I've never heard that as a passion before. (laughs) Water is so incredibly important in agriculture. When we bought our place, it came with shares of water from the North Sterling Irrigation District. Shares of water. Our water is... Did they give you a cup? Like, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm sharing some water with you. No, we bought them. You bought the... Sh- can you buy sharing? This is another... T- <laughs> Never mind. It's a big topic. <laughs> a big topic. Our water is stored about 30 miles away in a big reservoir. Okay. And then it comes down in a canal, through a canal, and the shareholders have so many shares of water that they can irrigate their crops with. Mm, okay. And it's critical to get this water. And does the water like run off from a mountain and go there? Where? Yeah, or, it comes okay. from from the mountains and from various different tributaries. And okay. Yeah. Cool. But Colorado, is only- Colorado is the only state that our rivers all flow out. We don't have any rivers that flow into Colorado, mm, which is kind of unique. I, I guess. Didn't know that. I guess no other state is. So that they way. flow through them. Mm-hmm. They start here they start and then they here. flow. They start here and, and flow. flow out. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Yeah, there's five major rivers that flow out of Colorado. Do you know what they are? Uh, Can the, you spell them? No. <laughs> the South Platte. Do you know your capital? The Arkansas. Do you know the United States capital? <laughs> did you know you're being grilled right now? You didn't I'm tell just me you were kidding. Grill <laughs> this isn't important. <laughs> I mean, it's important, but <laughs> it not important. for the, the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah. All right, the South Platte, the North Platte. All right, hold on, hold on. We got to make sure you get on the mic here. So The South Platte, the North Platte, the Arkansas, the Colorado. The Colorado and the Gunnison. That was with some help from my sisters. Okay, well, <laughs> you guys aren't getting wrangled tonight. Yeah, the rope is staying put. <laughs> you, you can live another day. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so, and it's a constant fight because the the cities obviously need lots of water, and they're often wanting to share the water. And by share, they mean take the water. And food is it. produced in agriculture and we need that water yeah. so that we can produce crops so that we can get food in grocery stores for people <laughs> yes exactly exactly so yes water is a passion no <laughs> i love it that's great so tell me about the irrigation process then because i actually it's, don't know this it's at all fascinating. okay so you got a canal is the canal nearby the canal or? is north of here it's about three miles okay and you have so to, it's not on your property right it's not on okay. our property right so how do you get it here then so it comes through laterals they're ditches that run from the canal to our place. Okay. And we share these laterals with five, six, seven neighbors. We work together to burn them, to burn the weeds. You burn water. That's fascinating. <laughs> no, 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 no. We burn the These ditches. people, no, no, no. These people are amazing here. They have found a way to burn water. No, I don't even no, know. No, 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 no. I thought that was just like an analogy when you can't cook. Like, I could burn water, but like, you actually burn water. We burn the weeds. You burn out the, of the weeds. Dry oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. And then work to clean the ditches so that water will flow. And then the water is turned on and it flows down. It takes three days to get here once it's turned on. So you have a little time to prepare. And then the water comes down and you work it through. You work with your neighbors and then you have a system of measuring. It's by feet. It's by cubic cubic feet is how they measure it. And so Mm. you'll order like five feet of water. (laughs) <laughs> that means a square foot runs past the meter in a second so say that again for a square foot a square, square foot, foot runs past the meter the meter in a minute okay in a second through, i'm sorry in a through second the, <laughs> through the ditch or through the canal or through the 
depends on who you measure. Depends on who you measure. It's it's kind of complicated. Yeah, yeah. I tried to buy a foot of water once and didn't go well. <laughs> I fell so hard flat on my pipes. I'm gonna buy this foot of water. So most of our. I tried to buy a shoe for the the foot of water that I bought and it just didn't fit. <laughs> Most of our ditches will hold about two and a half feet of water. Okay. And so we'll. Order so do you about... water them like once? Are the crops once, or you buy them multiple times throughout the summer? How's that work? So per it. per cutting. So like you don't we'll... buy it. No, we have shares. The water well, you... we have shares, but so you we bought it. it. We bought it. Okay. You're right. We paid for the water very dearly, <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah, ours. Sure. Okay. And so when when they turn the canal on, when it's open, we call for however many feet of water we want. And then we have so many feet of water, and we can use it however we want. Got it. But when okay. it's gone, it's gone. It's gone, it's gone. Okay. No, so we'll call sense. in and say we need five feet of water. And the ditch rider will turn it on for us, and it'll come down, and it'll flow into our land. And then we have... Are the other ditches blocked off or something? Yes. So it gets uh-huh. to yours. Okay. what is called checks. Okay. And you put, they're like... You put boards up over the ditches so got the water it. can't okay. flow through those. Got it, got right. it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And then, I didn't know any of this. It's just so fascinating. <laughs> and then you'll open your check up to where you These want These poor water. people, we've been staying for like a day and a half. I swear I've asked them a million questions. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> like, that's good. How much did you spend on this concrete? Well, well these telephone poles, what kind of wood is the telephone? They're like, we don't know. We just enjoy our property. Leave us alone. <laughs> we, we love sharing about No, they do. They do. They're, I'm just giving. I'm, I'm kidding. They've been very gracious, but I just feel like I've asked a lot of questions. And I think but, water is fascinating. No, I think and it's awesome. Illinois, and then rain. Illinois, we get rain. Get rain. I don't know anything about irrigation because we like it comes from the sky right so right. god just like sends his own totally. irrigation right, right, right. and that's much <laughs> and better that's so nice. our, annual our our annual rainfall is 11 inches wow a, a year illinois so. it's got to be in the feet i mean it's i don't know how much yeah it is, i'm sure it is i'm sure you get a lot a so. lot more yeah do you get snow here then too we have gotten a lot more snow here this year than normal but no we don't get a lot does that snow. help too yeah right and okay. that's included in that i uh, got it mm-hmm. okay all right, well, that was so. fascinating water <laughs> lesson. Um, you can buy feet of water, and they come in ditches, I guess. So I, I don't know. And then you burn the water, apparently. So I don't <laughs> I, You probably want to listen to the recording again to get the real information, but that was my summary. So tell me about thriving. Maybe, um, I don't know if you want to use water as part of it. You're very passionate about that. So what does thriving look like to you? So I would use water as the analogy. When we put the water on our fields, they're just brown. They look desolate and awful. And you leave the water on for 24 hours and then you see life. Mm. <laughs> and the alfalfa is thriving. Mm, and good. you can just see that life. And it's just amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. And it's interesting. It doesn't take that long either. I mean, 24 hours is nothing in the course of time. You and know? it depends on how warm it is. It sure. might take a little longer yeah. than that. But, but still, I mean, it's right. not taking weeks and years. Right, you know, right. To... It's... So what... Give that, you know, kind of like she was doing with the, the sheep or whatever. How, what does that look like in your life, you know? Can you make a parallel for us? Well, I suppose there would be something to the fact of of drinking in the good things of life, letting the good things flow over you, whether that's God's word or the joy of family or, and it just enriches and makes yeah. you thrive. Oh, <laughs> well, that's really good. So can you give me an example of like, so you got up at 2 a.m. Right, I did. And you were, <laughs> which is get up at 2 a.m., not went to bed at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, playing video games till 2 a.m. It's great. No, she was getting up then. Um, and you went to go check on the lambs because mm-hmm. you're lambing right now. What is lambing? Lambing is when the ewes give birth to their young. Okay. And so <clears throat> she's got a bunch of them that are 
potentially or about to give birth and then there's some that are a little further off but they're all getting there and so you had to get up to see you know if they were how they were doing that kind of thing so if there was any who were lambing if they needed help and i had a bottle lamb i needed to feed awesome so what is like with that kind of lifestyle what does thriving look like for you like i'm as be as practical as you can here because it's going to look different for you than even your sisters who have different things going on and particularly different than many of our listeners I think probably to me, a lot of it would be like having these two little girls out and seeing them understand and see the joy of new birth. And the, I mean, to me, that's like, that's life. That's thriving. That's yeah. amazing to see that soaking in of the knowledge and <coughs> seeing those new lambs be born and the joy of getting up early and staying so up. So do you late like getting up early? I love getting up you at the Tour Project. Up. It's so fun to see the stars and to have uh, a reason to get up at that time of night. Oh, that's great. So how would you encourage someone that doesn't feel, you know, back to your water analogy, so it doesn't feel like, you know, they feel like their ground is dry right now, the ground of their life, you know, what would you encourage them to do to kind of put themselves in a place where there's 24 hours of water soaking, right? Again, it's an analogy, but mm-hmm. analogies help us understand mm-hmm. concepts better. I, I would say the word of God. I just, the fact that the man who built his house on the rock, he heard the word of God and he obeyed it. And I think that's how you, you thrive. And like the water that flows over the alfalfa and it's, it's just by, by hearing and by doing. So how do you, how do you apply that to your life? Like, what does that look like for you? To to me personally, as far as like, like, like how do you hear the word of God? I mean, you hear the word of God, that's, you're kind of speaking in general, but I'm talking like, do you get up at at two? Do you like read then or do you, or what do you check a lot of the times I read? I read some from the Bible right now. I'm reading like 11 chapters out of Matthew every day, just the same ones over and oh, over. Okay. Just so, to let it soak in. Like we let the water soak in the fields. That's good. Yeah. So, so what are you getting out of it? Tell me, I mean, if you don't, I'm, I'm asking a personal sure. question here. I got and... something fascinating okay. and I still don't have an answer okay, for it. Okay, great. So in Matthew 14, it says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. The next chapter, it says, when you do your alms, do it in secret. When you fast, don't let anyone hmm. know. Seems to be contradictory, right? It's like, what's up with that? <laughs> so how do you obey that? You know, I don't it's know like, yet. yeah, I'm that's still searching. No, that one that's out. really good. That's really good. <laughs> and it never stood out into me until I let the word of God just flow. Yeah. Over me, like the so sometimes you'll read it and you won't. Mm-hmm. It won't make sense to you mm-hmm. right away, but it, it bears. And that's the, that. The other aspect is so it only takes twenty four hours. I mean, right. in this, you know, average, mm-hmm. but it takes 24 hours, right? right? Uh-huh. So it's not, you put it, <clears throat> the water on there and then five minutes later, there's alfalfa popping up, right? Right. It's like, not like that. It's it not like that sit. either. So, right. you know, so that, I don't know. I just think that that's kind of interesting of what you're sharing and stuff like that. So do you have anything else you want to share with people? Just uh, encourage them or, <laughs> or teach them or anything, just whatever you want to say. And then that'll be, well, we'll it's close been really there. special having this chance to share and yeah, thanks Ben and Jessalyn for letting us join you. This that's was really awesome. great. <laughs> well, thanks so much. All right. We'll pass it back over to Jessa here and uh, close out. Well, Jessalyn, you've been sitting there. I've been talking with our wonderful cousins. They're so amazing and hilarious and wise and all that. But what I want to know what you got from that. Like, you know, if you can summarize it for us. And then, um, you know, we normally issue a challenge. So if you have something on that, that'd be great, too. Yeah, that was really fantastic. I, I'm i so glad I got to sit here and listen and just take it all in. And um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I just, I love the wisdom that this other perspective brings in because I think so often um, those of us who live in the city, like we don't understand 
like we kind of don't understand how life works because so much of it's very artificial where it's like we think meat comes from a grocery store exactly (laughs) and so we don't understand the seasonal nature we don't understand how input affects output and we just almost think that you know energy and the life that it takes to thrive just comes from nowhere and you know a common thread that I just kind of picked up through it is that that everything we do it it comes from somewhere you know you've got the water that comes from the mountains Mm -hmm. to the canal that waters the crops and you've got the the genetics that come to the lambs and the food that you feed them and so everything just centers around input and you know we were talking and then you've got the environment you're creating for the animals to live in or the kids to learn in or whatever that is exactly and so yeah we were talking to them before and and they were they were talking about that input and so you know our challenge this week for you and for us is to look at the inputs into your life what's the to use the analogies you know what's the water that's coming into your life what's the food that's coming into your life what are you feeding yourself with literally or figuratively Mm -hmm. so you know Especially in the technological age, we are constantly bombarded with input. So is your input your screen that you stare at all day? Or is it... What stream, what what Facebook pages are you following? Or, you know, or what emails are you, you know, what subscribe to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we wanted to challenge you, just kind of take stock of where most of your input is coming. Stock. <laughs> no Take intended. livestock. Take livestock. No, not dead stock. <laughs> no dead stock. No dead stock. This is thriving. Uh, no, die, dying. Not dying. Not, this is not die cast. Die cast. Die cast. Well, that's something else. That is something Maybe else. Maybe we can Bob talk. Never mind. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I completely take, lost Take my stock. Take stock. Your... Okay. Take stock of the inputs into your life you know they talked a lot about the word of god they talked about nature they talked about um just all that stuff so what do you have that's flowing into your life where is it coming from and then look at that is this thing helping me thrive and if not what can you do about it so we want to challenge you to find one thing that's not pouring into your life and helping you thrive and change it. It doesn't yep. have to be huge, but make a small change and yeah, see what it does in your life. Yeah, and we'd love for you to write us on social media or however you get a hold of us and Yeah, we've got a Facebook page so you can look us up. Our website, Drive whatever. Yep. And then on our website. Yeah, it'd be you great. Contact us through that. Well, thanks for and, listening. I think yeah. you learned a lot about water and genetics and food and poop and kids <laughs> and um and just annoying puns and all the things that I, all the jokes I tried to make. I don't know if they're good or not, but, <laughs> but you learned about them and that's really, really important. And uh, it's very important to learn very, about Very Ben's important. Corny to jokes. My corny that's, jokes are really important. Actually, I'm usually the one making corny jokes. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a lot of corn around here. So. <laughs> but all right. Well, at that, bye. <laughs> Continue to thrive. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>